got married, we lived in one village back in my country, in Africa. And uh, the family, my family was a little well to do than my, my husband's family. You can understand what I mean? Yes. So when we just got married, my husband was a little worried. And uh, we had to sit down and talk a few things. We sat down and we decided on how to help our immediate family grow and get the finances to help uh, day by day, day-to-day day day things as days go. Um, let you, I will let you know that um, we were making $50 a month as pastor and before the mission where we work with, the mission that uh, employed us, before the money gets to us, they, they already take away the time. <laughs> so you can imagine what that means. And uh, I wasn't doing anything, I just get, I got out of school. So we sat with my husband, we decided that um, he's going to concentrate on the ministry and I'll do a little farming to help the house and maybe because when we leave the Christians will help you out when it comes to farming. So we agreed. And I call this one teamwork. It's a lesson I want us to learn. When you're working with your husband, teamwork. We decided to embark on this. God made it such a way that when he started, he gave himself into the ministry, he was no longer, God, God took him from being a lay pastor to pointing him out to his ministry. He now realized that he was a teacher and he was a deliverance minister. How did that happen? He had started um, end of month prayers that is last two days of the month, like Friday and Saturday, the last two days or the last two five, uh, Saturday and Friday, Friday and Saturday of the month, he wants the church to fast and pray. And when we are fasting and praying, he was like, preach the word of God and say, God can deliver you, he can set you free, he can do this, and he will preach the gospel. And inside the gospel, he will point out that every other thing that happened Everything that happened during the days of Jesus can still happen today. Because Jesus said, go and do more than, you're going to do more than I did. So, um, one evening, this superintendent of prison came to the prayers. And this was the third time he came for that prayer. And when he came this third month of prayers, nothing happened because he had a son that was sick yeah. was insane he needed deliverance for three consecutive times of prayers nothing happened so when nothing happened this man came to my husband and said well pastor we have tried and nothing has happened we're going to take our son to the native doctor so he can do something and my husband was so like discouraged when he said okay when they left he decided that, God, your word says I will lay hand on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. Your word says I will do greater things than you did. What is happening? He went into prayers and he said to me, don't call me and don't disturb my prayers. If you hear, uh, if you smell a corpse, call people. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> so he went into his alone prayers. And there, Jesus appeared to him with 12 disciples on the mountain of Olives. Open the book of Revelation chapter 22, read through the, the chapter, and said to him, worship God. <clears throat> he left from that prayer, from that his time of prayers. We had a prayer meeting on a Tuesday evening. When we came to that prayer meeting, and he stood to minister the word of God, behold, the church could not stop. People went into prayers, and until midnight, people were still praying in church. That is a regular two-hour prayer that we go every Tuesday. That Tuesday, one sister prayed until she slept, woke up in prayers in tongues, slept and woke up in prayers till the next day. <laughs> and then the next month that we keep pronounced a fast just like every other month, we came together and there was this woman who was pronounced of her. The doctor said she had lung cancer and she doesn't have long time to live. She came and she was down on her mat. Why am I saying this? I'm talking about teamwork. Because we decided that he should give himself to the word and the ministry of the word of God so that God will be able to open up the area of his ministration. And by the grace of God, when this woman came, that was the first time that I saw somebody who the doctor said she's going to die, get off from the mat, praying and singing together with the church. That evening, I cooked uh, what we call plantain. So say plantain, and plantain is very hard. This woman came to my house and ate plantain. And she's still alive today. Amen. When God began that in his ministry, I did not lack food. In fact, in my kitchen, plantains would get ripe and I would call people to come and pick. Because each time they would invite him to one place or the other, he goes there, they will not only give him little no money, but they will give him food. So our ministry changed. Amen. I did not have to go to the family law. Next thing, submission. One lesson, another lesson that I learned, submission. I was a very stubborn person. I grew up in an area where the children fight every single day. And the school where I, uh, I, I studied, like uh, elementary school, we practiced to fight. I was a little timid at, the, at first, but I realized I was being beaten up, you know? So I had to strengthen my friends, help me, and told me you must fight. So we, I became so hard-headed. So I became so stubborn, and I did not know that that thing walked into me even when I got saved. It got into me. I realized that I was stubborn one time when I had my first baby and there was an uproar outside. My husband said, don't step out. And I stepped out to see what was going on. So I knew I was really stubborn. I had to walk on it. Thank God, God walked on that portion in my life. Next point. Alertness in the spirit. Amen. I thank God for one thing God did in my life. When I got saved, and got joined to one mama who was illiterate, but was being used of God just like Peter. Mm. This woman prays and people receive the Holy Ghost. Mm. So when I came to join with her in prayers, we, we, we practiced praying for three hours, five hours non-stop, fastings and so on. So that strengthened my spiritual life. 
and I became very alert in the spirit. Amen. So when my husband, God called him into the ministration, in the, into the, the deliverance ministry, it was very okay for me. Because I could see in the spirit, I could see whatever is going on, and I could pray, and God is helping the ministry in that domain. Amen. So that's one thing I learned. Amen. The next thing, follow the mission. Amen. Amen. The last point, my testimony. My husband had a vision. And it was my place as the pastor's wife. Even though God called him into the ministry, it was my place to follow and run with the vision. So by the grace of God, when we, as we've been working for the many years in ministry, God has helped me to follow and walk in the vision. Amen. I remember the first time we got married, I told him that I know I'm a minister, but because of the situation that we are in and the ministry we work with, women are not accepted to be like pastors in church. But I know that one day I'll get there. Amen. And he had a passion for women. So he always like tried to promote women in ministry. And I we, we agreed that as time goes on, I will also like let go some of those things and then join in the ministry. So that's what is happening now. Amen. 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 Something I give him the glory so many times, and when we forgive and forget, so many of the hurts and the pains just get washed away. That's what's important. Because as long as I've got King Jesus, I don't need nobody else. And the thing is, there's a song, and that's the title. As long as I got King Jesus, I don't need nobody else. And I don't say that that I don't need you and your support, but I need the Jesus in you. I don't want your flesh. I don't want you speaking to me in your flesh. I want you speaking to me in the spirit. I want my spirit to connect with you, and I want to receive through that. Because Psalms 139 says, where can I go from your presence? I can't escape from you, O Lord. If I run up to the mountains, descend into the valleys, it doesn't matter where I go, God, you are there. And when I've gone through things and I've gone through trials, and one of the things that come to me is when, one time someone said, you know what? You're kind of forgettable. I'm like, oh. What do I need to be so that I'm not forgettable? And Jesus said, oh, no, 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 no. You don't need to be anything. Because you want them to hear me and see me in you, right? Yeah. So you let yourself be forgettable. And you just let the words that I give you and the actions I give you speak to the people. And that's just it. So it doesn't matter what people say. It matters what he says and it matters what he thinks. So I want to encourage you today. A testimony is that I've been through it. I've been through many things, and I could go through a list, but I don't want to give the devil any glory. All I want to do is just stomp on his face and say, oh, you reminded me of a pain that I went through. Thank you for the reminder, because now I've got to praise the Lord because I've overcome it. So when you go through something, regardless of someone's talking about you, someone's lying about you, someone's trying to talk to your husband behind your back. Been there, done that. When we were sitting in the back, I looked over to my daughter, and I just kind of named someone we both knew. Because there was this woman who came into our church and the media was like, she was in a rocky marriage and there were just all kinds of things. And my husband's a very polite man of God and he's gonna be nice to everyone that walks in. That's who he is. And I'm like, honey, you can't be nice to everybody. You just can't. Not like that, because they're looking for any morsel 
that someone else, their husband isn't giving them. They're looking for it. And a kind word out of someone, whether it be a man of God or not, they just hang on to it. And um, so it's like God. And I, and I have my good friend, my good friend, because I said, you know, what? And, and it bothered me that she did this. My husband, I'll tell you this little story. My husband had a new jacket on it when he was at a conference. And there was a string attached. Oh, you got to see it. It was down here. I come, I come around the corner, and she has it lifted up, biting it off with her teeth. I was ready to chop her head off until God she died. <laughs> Call me Peter. I missed her ear. Um, but I was like, Jesus. And I, I, and I'm like, I looked at him, and he really, she was behind him. He thought. She had a pair of scissors and was cutting it because he couldn't see what she was doing. But I go out there and she's like, oh. and I was like, oh, no, she ain't. So I tell this dear friend of mine, oh. this is where it gets real good. I told this friend of mine, and she's like, well, are you intimidated? She's all about her. Oh, I rebuke you. Really? I rebuke, oh, yeah, really. And guess what? She was skinnier too. Oh, and she had to bring that out. And I'm like, but I'm going to get I don't care. And uh, Jesus got this. Jesus has got this. And that's just it. So I talked to my husband. I said, he said, honey, I have no idea that's what she did. I am so sorry. And then he avoided her like the plague, obviously. And then she started, you know, well, she didn't know. Not there no more. It lasts too long. But the point was, I will send that people in your life. To take you to your knees. To be on your guard. Because he was unaware. It was behind him. He yeah, didn't see it. Yeah. He thought someone was helping yeah. him out. Yeah. He thought it was just someone being nice and helping somebody out. I promise you. When it comes to that, my husband is pretty oblivious. Yeah. You go to a restaurant. Girl walks up, takes your order. They talk to him the whole time. Hi, what do you like? I had someone ask him one time, how's your steak? Would you like me to cut it and taste it? Oh. I said, shit, He's like, she was just being nice. Oh, no, she was. They don't know. Forgive them. They don't know. They don't get it. We got it. In the name of Jesus. And I'll tell you, he, he is a godly man. And he would rather cut off his right arm and pop both his eyes balled out than to actually look at a woman in a way that is not God, of God. He, he, and anyone that knows, my husband knows. But the thing is, those were the wolves you talked about. And they'll do more for you than your friends ever will. That's true. Your enemies will do more for you than your friends ever will. Because they're the ones that keep you on your knees. Yeah. And they're the ones that keep you praying. And that's just it. Yeah. So those people in the church, those people on your job, in your neighborhood, those people saying things about your kids or whatever it is they're doing, you thank God for them because it's keeping you challenged it's keeping you sharp. It's keeping you sharp. Because if everybody was always just, oh, you do such a good job, you do such a good job, and just giving you praise and praise and praise, then life's going to get pretty easy. You're going to lose your edge a little bit. Your axe head is going to get dull. And then it's not going to be able to cut off what it needs to cut off. And that's just it. When, so when it comes to my testimony, I hide in Christ. And whether I'm forgettable or not, it's because I'm hidden behind the cross. That's where I want to be. 
I want you to remember what he says. I want you to remember him in me, not me. And again, it's the Jesus in you that I want to receive from. Yeah. If you just talk to me and try to teach me in your flesh, I'm really not going to receive it. But when God is doing it, those words are not return void, just like when raising your children. That's why it's so important. They have to find that identity in him. You have to, and I know my identity in Christ, that's just it. But people will try to challenge that as well. It doesn't matter how good looking someone is. The anointing is completely different, and it will overcome that. And, and you've got to stand on that. So there will be people to come and distract you. There will be situations that come up. And the thing is, we are not wrestling flesh and blood. That's why we can't go to a friend and ask a question. Because they're flesh and blood. And because we're wrestling in the spirit, we have to wrestle a spirit. We have to wrestle in the spirit. Travailing. Women are the only ones who really know what it means to travail. Pushing. Labor. Pressing. A woman knows how to do that. And when you travail in a situation, and later the womb has to open. We talked about the errors of the womb. The womb has to open. So, um, Natural as same as spiritual. So when you pray and you travail and you intercede, you're opening up the heavens. So there needs to be more of that. And so I get in my secret place. I get out my sword sometimes. Someone laughed about it one time. I said, oh, you don't understand. I've been on the praise and worship team at church, and I'll be up there, and I'll just be, and I will stomp my feet. And there's been times when that old devil's come up, and I was just like, you get out of my church, and you get back to hell, and you belong here. You don't belong here. To pick it up and do what it needs to do. If you have to act crazy, act crazy. Amen. Because it's all, and when you're doing it in the name of Jesus, it's going to be received. When it's in your flesh, I'm telling you, people are going to pick up on that too. So you stay in the shadow of the Almighty. Yes. You go there. He's your doctor when you need a healing. Amen. Because again, it's a spiritual thing. Sometimes earthly doctors can't fix it. If it's a physical thing, it's a physical thing. But when it's a spiritual thing, and the doctors can't find the problem, that's when you need King Jesus. Yes. When you need a lawyer, because something's going on, it's like, how did this? How do I even end up here? It doesn't matter. Go to Jesus. Amen. When you need a friend, go to Jesus. Amen. He is everything you need him to be. So that's my testimony because that's what I do. And when I go to him and I give it to him and I lay it at his feet, I can easily walk away and forget it because that's why should I have to carry that burden anymore? Do you tell your children just let me take care of it? You don't worry about it. Jesus says the same thing. Let me take care about it. Don't you even worry about it. And so, I encourage you today. That's what I do. That's what keeps me going. I really don't talk to many people about things. Because, why? I need to take it to Jesus. He's the only one that has the answer. The only one that's going to understand my heart. Even if I complain, he understands my heart behind it. And someone in the flesh might be like, mmm, that might pick up on something and use it against you. Even when your intentions was okay. The devil will try to distract them yes. and use what you said and be like, well, she did say this. God will never do that. So be encouraged today. Amen.